Hey everybody, how we doing tonight? Welcome to the Balls Over the Top podcast. I'm your host, Michael Rock. And hello everyone, I'm Brendan Collins. Welcome to the show, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, we've got another, we've got a busy show today. We've got a whole bunch of world soccer news. Yeah, uh, then we have uh, a lot of sports on the domestic front. Uh, yeah. The MLS resumption is still taking place and well underway. Uh, we had a big blackout of sports for a couple days mm-hmm. for some social protests. And then we also have uh, NHL playoffs, sure NBA do. playoffs. Major League Baseball season is halfway done already, which is insane. Wild. And we are a week away from football and oh, some uh, roster goodness. moves with a lot of the teams there. Yeah, so, a lot of things happening. Without further ado, why don't we jump right on into things? Yes. I think the top story, and maybe world sports, yeah, is the fact that pretty much the undisputed, maybe maybe the kind of disputed just because of Cristiano Ronaldo, but either way, biggest athlete in the world, yes, Lionel Messi, is making quite a bit of noise over at FC Barcelona, and uh, it seems like he might be on his way out. Lifetime at the club, never played anywhere else, and it looks like he might be on the move for the first time ever. Yeah, it looks like he's uh, officially looking to exit. Uh, a lot of interesting destinations where he he's uh, reported that he could end up, one even being uh, Man City. Yeah, I mean, I imagine Man City is going to be in the conversation for any of the biggest transfers in the world. They Anytime the big, 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 big money is being spent... Manchester City is most likely going to be in the conversation. And i got to say, that would be scary. That roster's already improved quite a bit this year. They already added Nathan Ake. Uh, it has rumors that they're going to be adding Koulibaly from, from Napoli. It yeah, appears he's, he's agreed to personal terms, so exactly. we'll see what Exactly, so that, that team could be absolutely frightening, adding to an already potent, arguably the best in the league, Premier League attack. Adding Lionel Messi, maybe the greatest creator in the world, greatest playmaker in the world, and one of the best scorers in the world, that would be exciting. And I've always said I wanted to see how he would fare in English football, what I deem as the most grinding and most elite competition, you know, other than Champions League. But again, I don't think that's as grinding considering how it's spaced out uh, in the world. So I'm super excited about the prospect of this. I would love to see how he could perform in England, even though he would be going to a rival, and that would almost certainly guarantee Chelsea has no shot at the title next year, even though I, I, their chances were kind of not great either way. It would be exciting. Yeah, I mean, uh, it would be very cool to see uh, Messi on that stage. And Um, how could we not lead off with that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's massive. It's unbelievable. It's it's crazy to think of. It's almost as crazy as a Tom Brady playing in another jersey to see also Messi move on from Barcelona. It's almost like that level of uh, yeah. Surreal. It'll be like it's like when Jordan went to the Wizards. Yeah, it makes, you know what I mean. It's, it's just so it does something seems weird about it. Um, beyond the potential Messi saga, which of course we'll keep everybody up to date on uh, throughout the podcast, or I yeah. guess throughout the next few weeks as that unfolds. There have been some major transfers as uh, most of the top flight European leagues look to start up in the next two weeks. Yeah. I know my side, Chelsea, has finally addressed some of the 
needs that they had that I felt they should have been addressing all along with their yeah. defense. Got uh, a lot of back line. Brought in Ben Chilwell from Leicester on a yeah. $50 million transfer. He's a, you got a soft spot for him already. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I had a big, uh, I had a good time with him, good run with him on my FIFA team this past year. But uh, that that red card yeah. for you got what? 400 games? Yeah, he was a lot of fun. Uh, I like him as a player. I do think $50 million was a lot to pay. Uh, $50 million puts him as one of the most expensive left-back transfers of all time, wing-back transfers of all time, and I'm curious if he has that in him uh, to back that up. But we definitely needed to bolster our defense, and he's a big addition. Another big addition I'm really excited about is Tiago Silva. Uh, a, a gr- all-time great defender, maybe one of the best defenders of my lifetime, other than Sergio Ramos, Nemanja Vidic. Um, he's been a blast to watch throughout the years, uh, both when he played, at least I most notably know from his time in Italy and then in uh, Paris. Yeah, I mean, he, Paris is probably where he's had the biggest stage most consistently. Um. Yeah, I mean, I imagine Paris is where he's gotten the most silverware, but he was a force to be reckoned with on those AC Milan teams. Um, Always a great player. He is on the tail end of his career in his late 30s. I believe he's like 38. Is he Uh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So they're definitely getting him toward the end there, but even at this stage, uh, he's managed to avoid significant injury. Yeah, he brings a lot of leadership. Yeah. He's been captaining uh, even for his national side too so. yeah he's been he's been getting the armband for brazil obviously a lot of uh, a storied international career so a player i'm really excited about no mm-hmm. matter what brings a level of pedigree to that chelsea back line that it did just not had uh over the last few years especially since like john terry yeah uh left and you're really you're you're expecting the Kai Havertz thing to finish up? I'm expecting them to land Kai Havertz as well, um, which really would, would, I think, be a really sound, even if they stop now, you know, adding Chilwell and Thiago Silva, uh, adding, I believe they added Saar, um, they added uh, Ziek from from Ajax, and Timo, Timo Warner, Warner from, yeah. from Leipzig. I mean, those are huge, huge, huge signings, and yeah. I think that that's going to be... It's a really revitalized roster. Yeah, that's going to be a big a big turnaround already. I'd, the one thing I'd like to see them do is upgrade their goalkeeper. It is apparently circulating now that they have renewed faith in Kepa. I do not have renewed faith in Kepa. I've, yeah, I've yet uh, to see why that would happen for yeah, any so, reason, but we'll see. Um. But beyond just my per, you know, my favorite team there, Chelsea, uh, Manchester United just completed a big forty million uh, pound transfer for uh, Van de Beek from Ajax. The solid, Dutch solid Dutch midfielder. Yeah. Uh, he should get some playing time. I feel like they do that a lot, though. I mean, their midfield was already really crowded. I mean, you have Paul Pogba. Um, oh boy, what's the guy's name? They just bought in uh, from from Portugal. Um, uh, Bruno Fernandez. Bruno Fernandez. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I mean, they that's Fred. Uh, they have a lot of they have a lot of bodies there, but they also have a lot of games coming up this season. I yeah, don't, I, mean, I don't blame them for a lot of competition. Up so that's a good signing. Uh, it looks like James Rodriguez. Yeah. Might be moving to Everton, which crazy. A, a player whose career has kind of quieted down over the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, 
you know, that's that that could be an opportunity. I mean, he'll probably be the most talented player on his team. Yeah. Um, and that's a team that has been relatively underperforming. I maybe maybe not the most talented. They have Richarlison. They have they have some talent this year. Yeah, they they no, kind they, of turned it around the second half of the year under yeah, Ancelotti. This, the second half of the season for them proved much better than the first half, and and those improvements were pretty notable. But I think, I think he does add a uh, a real a real power into the midfield to distribute to uh, the players that they have up top. They've got a lot of... They have a lot of speed up top and out wide. Yeah, and you might as well get a guy who can make use of it in James Rodriguez. I think it makes sense for the team. A great distributor. And definitely, yeah, he might be able to make some good things happen. Yeah. Um, Most exciting news. Well, obviously the most exciting player in maybe all of sports is Zlatan Ibrahimovic, everyone's favorite. There's only one Zlatan. There is only one. Uh, extended his stay in Milan, uh, extended the reunion there. You know what? Great for him. He was one of the best and most dangerous players on the pitch. Um, obviously, I mean, I think his age is starting to show a little bit. Very rarely can play 90 minutes at a time, but... But the touch never really loses. He's still, he's still so exciting to watch, um, and it's cool to see him in top flight. It's cool to see him, uh... You know, yeah, playing He's meaningful, playing meaningful, meaningful games. Yeah, it is. It is exciting. Another another transfer we got. Uh, a little bit of a story. Sevilla, winners of the Europa League this year. Uh, bring back Rakitic. Yeah, Ivan Rakitic. Uh, kind of looking like what may end up being a mass talent exodus at Barcelona. I mean, a quality player. But I think they're in need of some new blood, and uh, I think he'll be a great boost for Sevilla. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a lot of big names moving. There still will be a, a handful more to move, I'm sure, over the next couple of weeks. Uh, a lot of these teams trying to finalize their rosters going into the uh, start of the new campaign. But uh, it's an exciting time of year. Um, moving away from European uh, soccer back to domestic soccer... Uh, the MLS restart's been doing really well. There haven't been any substantial outbreaks, even amongst the teams that have allowed minimal in-person attendance. I mean, we're still a little close to that, uh, a little close to when we would actually be seeing the numbers and the ramifications of that. Mm-hmm. But currently, there's no indications, uh, in the, you know, that would imply. Yeah, it's a failure of, of yeah. some sort. Not yet. Not not yet, exactly. Uh, which could be promising for the NFL as they look to restart, and again with teams using their home stadiums and things like that, with certain teams open to the concept of allowing fans in some form of capa- in some capacity or another. Yeah, with open stadiums, you know, you never know. It's promising. It's possible. Um, on a local note, the Philadelphia Union playing really well. Yes. Had a really impressive four to one win over the DC United. Yes. Uh, uh, I mean, Casper finally looking like he's got his shooting legs back. He puts one away very early in the game. Puts one away not too uh, not too much later. Um, the whole team looked like they could move forward together. Their passing in the final third was absolutely excellent, and uh, yeah, it really proved to be a good win for him. Yeah, I mean, the only goal they allowed was. I don't want to say a fluke, but a goal that under maybe more timid conditions 
the goalkeeper makes. Yeah, you know also I mean? more fresh legs. I mean, it was late in the game. It was, it was late in the was game, and the ball league. was soaked. I mean, it was a uh, it was really torrential downpour in the yeah, second half a, of that game. It was a wet, and you could kind tire. of see the ball just kind of slipping. Yeah, it, it, you know, it's one of those where you don't, you know, you obviously don't like it, and you wish it didn't happen. But by the same token, how mad are you gonna get? Not keeping your what third consecutive shutout instead of just two. Yeah. Good win. Not a good win is uh, owner of Real Salt Lake and the Utah Royals FC, the uh, both the men's and uh, women's soccer leagues. Uh, owner of both uh, is selling the teams uh, after he was caught using uh, racial language, and uh, it's a it's another. I mean, this I feel like this happens on like a four year cycle. Yeah, I mean, this kind of thing happens. Obviously, the big one I think of is is the Donald Sterling case with the Clippers a few years back. The MLS is nowhere near the machine that the top leagues in the U.S. are. Yeah, not yet. But, I mean, I say good riddance. I think there's no room for that. I mean, obviously, you can maybe argue you start to tiptoe certain lines when there's the forcing forced sale of somebody's assets due to things that would be covered under free speech. Yeah, but it's also it's contradictory to the league's interests. Exactly, and I say good riddance. Yeah, you don't need you people like that. And, get a, get them yeah. out, get it done with. Exactly. Get over it. And again, a forced sale, it's like, oh no, he's going to get way more money than he maybe for at least for the men's team. For the women's team, I don't know what the market is like for yeah. And that's not to imply that he won't, and maybe he will. I, I just am not knowledgeable on I mean, the trends of realistically what with those the, teams with the are. MLS. You probably have the most diversity as far as individuals from different nations out of most. most yeah, in the U.S., I would argue that has the highest variety of international players uh, in Major League Baseball. There's also a substantial amount. There's substantial, of, yeah. Uh, but I would argue that. Usually they all kind of come from the same region. I mean, there you have a little bit of an Asian influence on the on Major League Baseball, mm-hmm. but primarily it's a like Central America, South America, you know. Yeah. Whereas I mean, with the Latin MLS, America, the MLS has that in addition to. Having but it has that with all of Europe. All I of mean, Europe. It's all over the place. Africa, There's Africa, Asia. Yeah, Asia. You know, Middle Eastern East. Europe, Western Europe. Yeah, um, everywhere. I mean, there has a little bit of representation. Yeah. It's it's probably one of the greatest cultural melting pots that America truly has because yeah. it is kind of such a global game. You got to get got to get it out and over with. Yeah, and, and there's no room for it in any of the major leagues and no. with that those people shouldn't be given a platform uh especially amongst a industry and just group entity that in itself is pushing for equality and openness and yeah. acceptance. There's no room for it. Nope. Get them out. And yeah. I think that's a pretty good segue, though. Yeah, because, because we got to talk about our next subject. The uh, we had something that I've never seen before. I I mean I can't as a I lifelong sports fan. I think the last time it probably happened was probably when uh, the uh, you know professional sports were like desegregated, where like there were protests then. But like it's probably the most recent shutting out of of. Well, we'll just talk about it. Yeah. There were a couple of days where there was no sports. Um, for those of you who did not 
who would be unaware or who did not follow the news or even see the video, there was a another shooting of a unarmed black victim by police officers. Yep. This time in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Yep. Uh, Jacob Blake fortunately lived, but was shot six times in the back, point blank. Yes. By police a, officers. Is paralyzed from probably the legs down. At least they believe at this point, and is uh, is still recovering from his wounds. But um, as a result, the Milwaukee Bucks refused to play their playoff game. Which I uh, I uh, think is absolutely wonderful. Absolutely, and um, uh, that was accepted by their opponents. Uh, apparently, I learned a lot throughout this process that in situations like this we saw it in a lot of sports i mean following that uh the rest of the nba ended up you know refusing to play their games out of protest and mm -hmm. again this was decided on by the players yeah, and then, player and then supported by the coaches but then we saw it in major league baseball it started with the milwaukee brewers and then branched out to the point where uh almost every single team in the league if i'm not mistaken protested and missed at least one game mm -hmm. uh the nhl then followed suit and just suspended all of their playoff series for several days um the mls followed suit yeah and so and the nfl uh can't can't canceled a couple practices that were uh that are leading up into the season you know these are kind of getting close to crunch time for them as well so. Yeah, so all of the leagues stood in solidarity with the black community um, and the Black Lives Matter movement. And as a result, there was no sports. Uh, there were occasional maybe baseball games or teams that did end up playing. There were little things here and there, but overall, the entire sports community came to a halt to try and bring attention to and stand in solidarity with a social movement, which, to the best of my knowledge, has never happened before. I mean, no. first of all, I don't know if we've ever had all of the major leagues playing at one time. Obviously, the NFL is still a week away. But to on top of that, have all of them in unison pushing the same message. I mean, we saw, I was saying I learned a lot about how the way it works with teams forfeiting games or not forfeiting, but, you know, if a team is refusing to play a game, initially that gets ruled as a forfeit, unless the other team the other team has the option to then accept and agree to a reschedule, or cannot accept. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, we saw that with the Seattle Mariners, mm -hmm. I believe. Uh, was that the Mariners Padres? I uh, I don't remember. I could series. be misspeaking. Yeah, but you know, where certain teams they were kind of like, well, we were ready to play, but they weren't. They said they weren't comfortable playing, and so the two teams kind of came to an agreement. And uh, again, to show support, to uh, to stand together for something that's bigger than any game. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it was really powerful. I think it might have maybe raised some attention. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't know. You know, with the NBA... I think most of the audience is probably similar-minded, and uh, again, they kind of skew younger uh, as far as their audience. They kind of skew more toward cities uh, as opposed to the countryside or, or and things like that, or not countryside, but you know what I mean. More rural more areas. More rural areas. Yeah, it's 
Definitely more. Uh, of a, but I think things with like Major League Baseball coming to a stop. I think the NHL, which the NHL has, I think, out of all of the sports, the least diversity, at least as far as uh, not only that, racial but, diversity. You know, American players yeah. alone only make up like twenty percent of the league. Yeah. So, like, for the for the rest of the uh, the players of the world to come together and unite like that, and and probably the most um, the most like clearly like player driven players to the front players giving the uh, the speeches themselves as far as like the player directed movements go, I think the NHL did probably the best job of conveying that. I uh I don't know. I felt like the NBA's was a little bit weird. The NBA almost kind of took it as a marketing moment. Uh, whereas with individual players, you had to go find you know journalists kind of documenting their own responses. Doc Rivers documenting his own response. It was weird, but the NHL gave all their players a platform, and seeing like uh, Reeves speak or uh, Bellamar speak. It was a. Uh, it was quite moving. Yeah, I mean, I think the other interesting aspect about that is you have to remember, both the NBA and the NHL are still in bubbles. Yeah. So the other leagues, you know, you have players at home, you have players being able to go out and be active in their communities, you have people able to kind of operate with a certain level of freedom, and in moments like those. You want to be able to make a difference. You want to be able to do what you can. You want to be able to... I mean, these are people who all have a good amount of influence in their communities and their families. And, and you know, they're often looked at in leadership-type positions. Mm-hmm. And in Definitely. a bubble, your ability to... Uh, express yourself, to lead, to be vocal, to organize, is all hindered. And so... I agree with you that the league is doing, uh, I think that the, the NHL had the opportunity for the players to, within that bubble, come together and want to support this cause because they know it's something important to the country and important to a lot of their fan base. But with the NBA, I think that pain was a lot more, hit a lot closer to home. These players personally are impacted by this. They come from a pl- community that's impacted by this they have a much stronger urge and much stronger desire to get out and be proactive and do things than maybe the NHL players would. And therefore, the bubble dynamic, they feel trapped. They feel like, you know, you heard a lot of players saying they wanted to leave the bubble, saying that they wanted to end the season. Mm-hmm. Saying, you know, you weren't getting that out of the, out of the NHL because it was something where they all were coming together in their bubble situation and putting their minds toward this goal where the NBA was more hurting from it, has been feeling the pain of this for well, since well before George Floyd. Definitely. And, you know, I, I think that that's maybe where there's a little bit of a different tone. Yeah, no, I know. It's definitely true. It's just the... Uh... As far as the organization goes around it, you would you would hope that the uh, that the NBA would actually facilitate the support for their players to be able to come together and for them to be able to get their voices out. Yeah, I agree, um, and I think it's tough too. Again, when you remember, all of these leagues are now getting to the crunch time of you know 
elimination eliminations playoffs conference semifinals and finals yes and uh teams that they've also faced multiple times this season you know it's it's tough it's a it's a long grind to get to this point in the season yep and I, i mean i think that actually not that there ever is a way to be able to segue off of this topic. No, I think we just, we, you know, but, obviously uh, Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Uh, we they and This all needs to be fixed. Yeah, and, and just pray for Jacob Blake and his and, family. Yep, and uh, I'm proud and happy to be alive during a time when these things are not just ignored and are not just swept under the rug, but people are demanding action being taken. I know it's been too long, and it's well overdue, Mm -hmm. but it's nice that, you know, for the last 50 years, unarmed people of color have been being shot by police officers, and sports have just continued. Yes, and... uh, On more than 50 years, I was just saying that, you know, but... Yeah, but now we've witnessed sports come to a stop directly as a result of it. And so it's good to see that society is no longer rolling over and letting this happen, and we can we have to keep on fighting for change. Black Lives Matter. Absolutely. With that being said, we've touched on it there briefly, but we are going to jump into uh, with the NBA resuming yes. after the days of protests. Uh, we have a little bit of the first round finishing up, mm-hmm. uh, and we have some second round series getting underway. Yes. Um, the Eastern Conference wrapped up fairly quickly. No, none of the lower seeds, if I'm not mistaken, won more than a single game. Nope. Uh, Toronto beat Brooklyn four to one. Mm-hmm. Boston swept the Sixers as we keyed on. That's what we. That was our fresh off the presses presses news last week. Yes, uh, um, and we were we were right. Brett resulting Brown is in gone. Brett Brown getting fired. Uh, we still don't feel confident, but we can we can talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, I don't know how I'm feeling about Elton Brand picking a replacement. No. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks won four nothing after after their first game shock shock loss to Orlando. They rattled off four straight, mm-hmm. and then the Miami Heat swept the Pacers. Yes. Now the Western Conference is where things get a little bit more tricky. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lakers and Clippers handed handled their games, uh, even though they were honestly pretty entertaining series. Oh, one hundred percent. Lakers beat the Trailblazers four one. Clippers beat the Mavs four two. But both the Thunder Rockets and Jazz Nuggets series are still up in the air. Yeah. Um, Jazz Nuggets uh, go into a Game 7. Yes. After last night, the uh, Nuggets pulled out a win. Yeah, and you have, I mean, you have, you have Murray Jr. and you have Donovan Mitchell going at it. Both have yeah. been battling. Both have you got been Jokic scoring and outrageous Gobert. numbers. It's been it's been a it's been an amazing series. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Thunder Rockets, another really great one. Chris Paul's playing lights out. Um, obviously, you got Harden. Russell Westbrook against his old team. You got James Harden, who's one of the most exciting offensive players to watch in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, great series. Um, I honestly thought the the Rockets would win it a little bit sooner than they had i, w- I was uh you know i thought maybe it would be a 4-1 type series yeah i didn't expect it to but be this I, drawn out i honestly wouldn't shock to see be shocked to see the thunder pull it out tonight and force a game seven it's in, yeah it's within i mean it's definitely within the realm of possibility they've they've played i mean cb3 has just been 
outstanding yeah. in the series. Uh, he's, and that's why it's close. Yeah, so that's been uh, that's been a lot of fun to watch. As a result of that, though, we have a little bit of a uh, traffic jam here. Yeah. The uh, the Eastern Conference, the uh, the conference semifinals have gotten underway. Yep. The Bucks and the Heat are playing each other as we speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last night, Toronto and Boston started up their series against each other, and Boston uh, pulled out a solid win there. Yeah. Uh, they actually looked pretty dominant. Uh, they were uh, they were just running from the, of the outside. Game. Yeah, so, um, by the way, live score update. Wow, looks like the Heat are going to beat the Bucks. Maybe wow. not. I mean, there's a minute and 33 seconds left, and the Heat are up by eight. Wow. So, that's an exciting ending there. Um, but, yeah, as a result, like I said, those two uh, conference semifinal series are started up, but the uh, the Lakers and the Clippers are just kind of sitting there waiting around f- yeah. to find out who they're going to play. See, yeah, just got to wait and see who they're, uh, they're going to get matched up with. Well, we got another league in the bubble, right? We've got another league that we are going to be talking about. Lots of, uh, lots of three ones. Yes. Uh, in the NHL, we are... Also in the conference semifinals, mm-hmm. and every one of the series is three to one right now. Yep. Uh, the Flyers trail. Flyers trail the Islanders three to one. Mm-hmm. The Dallas Stars are up on the Colorado Avalanche three to one. Vegas Golden Knights are up on Vancouver three to one, and Tampa Bay leads Boston three to one. Which one are you more surprised by? Are you more surprised by Tampa, or are you more surprised the Flyers being down? I mean, I don't want to say I'm shocked by the Flyers being down. I had them winning this series. I still could see them coming back, but they look like they're tired. They look like they are worn out. Yeah, they look Um, beaten. I don't know if it's maybe lack of fitness uh, after the layoff and kind of not being fully back to skating shape, you know. But, yeah, it just looks like they're getting out hustled to the puck. You know, all the 50-50 pucks, they're losing the races. They're they're getting out hustled. Yeah, Uh, they're not making crisp passes. Yeah, so um, I think I'm more shocked by Tampa, though. I mean, we've been betting against Tampa these whole playoffs, and they've been proving us wrong. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah, we've uh, we've been counting them out. Uh, Brandon Point is far exceeding expectations. I thought he was going to cool off a bit. I didn't think he'd be uh, maintaining his his prowess, which he has showed. He can score goals from up and down the ice, across from dot to dot. He can really put shots on from anywhere, and he's been proving it. So yeah, I. Uh, I mean, I would agree. I I'm quite surprised though that the Flyers have been down three one. Um, I've I've gotten I feel hustled in some of their games. I feel like they've looked so good at the beginning, so good in the first, and then just have fallen apart in the second and third periods, and just kind of let themselves crumble. Yeah, I mean, they look like they just run out of gas. And. Uh, and that Dallas Avalanche series, it's, I mean, if you like offense and hockey games, that's the series for you. Because those, both teams know how to just get a net front presence and just put pucks on net, snipe ridiculous shots. 
Yeah, the offense and the scoring in that series has been rampant. Every game, it just seems like there's an insane amount of goals. I mean, it's like you check the score, and it's like 3 nothing or 4-1, and it's like the first period. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, the, it's been a lot of fun to watch. Um, but I'm not shocked. I mean, Dallas has some good star power. Uh, I, you know... I feel like I might have picked the Avs. I feel like I did pick the Avs, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I mean they've been they've been exciting. Vegas, I'm not surprised with their lead over Vancouver. No. So I guess the West is you know, I I almost feel like, I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the record. One of these series, I think the three one team loses. I, I don't know which one, but I think we're gonna see at least one or two game sevens. I, out of these four, I uh, I wholeheartedly agree. I uh, and I think, I think, there's a good chance that the there's a good chance that we get to see game sevens uh, from the East. Yeah, yeah. Both I think both us and Boston have the ability to have it within our, yeah. within the teams to uh, to make that possible possibility happen. And we seem like teams that, with our back against the wall, could produce our best hockey. Now, mm-hmm. don't know if we will. No. But I, I think it's in our DNA. It, it's within reason. Um, well, we can move on. We can move on to Major League Baseball because we had the trade deadline. Yeah, trade deadline was today. Well, it's crazy. The season's half over. Yes. Uh, and uh, there were some big names on the move. Obviously, we're not going to touch on every name that, that went. And there's all sorts of prospects and... Jumping into every transaction on MLB trade trade deadline day, you'd want to pull your hair out. Yeah. But uh, some of the big headlines, uh, on a local note, the Phillies once again bolstered their bullpen. They added David Phelps from the Brewers. Mm-hmm. Solid, solid relief guy. Uh, ERA in the low twos. Uh, the type of guy that can eat up a couple of innings. Maybe not, maybe not go three or four, but... Eat up maybe one or two. Yeah, could get you through a stretch. Yeah, um, that's been the biggest hole on this team. They're the still league worst over seven uh, bullpen ERA, but and that's worse by a significant margin. I yeah. think like the next lowest is like five point one, and we're at like over seven. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's huge. Yeah, it's um, a big. It's a big deal. I'm We've pretty been... sure we. It was an exchange for three players to be named, which baseball has that weird thing: players to be named, cash considerations. Yeah. I, I never quite understand how baseball transactions work, but that should be uh, that 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 should bolster the team in an area that it needs it very badly. Yes, uh, we have an interesting move, Starling Marte. Going to the Marlins. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest positional player, I'd say, on the move today. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was even some rumblings he'd go to the Phillies. I mean, he's an ex-All-Star, a uh, guy who puts up a good average, can net you, you know, on a, on a normal season in the, you know, mid-20s to mid-30s home runs type range. Uh, but I think the bigger surprise is that he went to the Marlins yes. and that the Marlins are buyers at the trade deadline, not sellers. Which, I mean, oh, people we were expecting them to time. be basement, bottom of the league team, and they're in second place in the division. They're ahead of the Phillies. They'd be in a guaranteed playoff spot right now, and I got to argue that they might be the biggest surprise of the Major League Baseball season. It's they're definitely up there. Um, 
another surprise of the season looking to bolster their roster. A uh, pitcher on the move, Mike Clevenger, goes to the Padres, says farewell to uh, Cleveland. It's a That's a big move. Uh, another arm to bolster that rotation yeah i mean that's a huge one i mean he's an ace he's been he's been their best pitcher this year uh that's a pretty pretty crazy trade i think for the indians who who i thought were doing decently this year and maybe wouldn't give up their biggest piece but you know on a weird season like this on a shortened season like this you have to jump to conclusions after only 30 games yeah. And I, I guess, the, you know, the offer that was dangled in front of them was maybe a little bit too good to pass up. Yeah, it was enough for them to, it was enough to make them take the jump. Um, you know, starting pitching is somewhat hard to come by. You need to fill out quite a few spots to get a rotation that you'll feel comfortable with rolling into a, uh, into a season where you got to rush into the playoffs. Um, Padres have had a, a very good very good offensive force a lot of good bats coming out this year so uh it makes sense for them to want to bolster it's uh it's a surprise that the move got off but uh, all credit to him another big deal coming out today uh mike minor shipping out of texas going to the a's yeah mike minor's been a solid starter over the last couple years um one of the better players on the Texans, not that that team's had much to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how he does on the A's, a team that I think has been a relatively good surprise. I mean, they're sitting in a playoff spot right now. Yep. They've had uh, some of the nicer stretches since the uh, season started. And he's got a, you know, he's a top-of-the-rotation guy for them. So yeah. so that's a big move. And pitchers like pitching in that ballpark. It's uh, It's pitcher-friendly. So it's, you know... Uh, somebody's already having success uh, with the Rangers. It'll it'll be interesting to see what the Athletics get from them. Yeah, I'm excited to see. Uh, I'm excited to see how the season wraps up. I mean, you know, where most baseball seasons, my biggest complaint about baseball is that I feel like it drags on forever. A normal season, you have like 160 some games. For much of the year, it's the only thing on. You know, baseball, basketball. Or sorry. Hockey and basketball normally are wrapped up before the real summer even really gets into it. And then you're waiting for football season, and you just have this stretch of nothing but baseball. Mm -hmm. This year, it's a totally different dynamic. 60-game season also, it's like a just a dead sprint. I mean, every team, every game matters. Every game's worth three Three games. games. Yeah, Yeah. and so I think it's been incredibly interesting to watch. Uh, I'm really excited to see how the rest of it goes, how the rest of the season unfolds. I mean... Will the Marlins stay hot? Will the Orioles even continue being competitive? Yeah. A lot of the teams that thought they were going to be bad have been good. A lot of the teams that thought they were going to be good have been bad. It's It's been exciting. Yeah, so, New Young Stars. Yeah. Yeah, Fernando Tatis Jr. Coming, and people coming putting up. up just numbers on a tear. Yeah, just going, going on absolute rips through the season. So. so we've got one season yet to start. And that is our cherished NFL, but that doesn't mean that there's not news. We have news coming out today. Leonard Fournette released from the Jaguars. I mean, one of the top five running backs in the league went healthy. Mm-hmm. An absolute beast, a workhorse back. I think that's an overrating, but 
continue. You think he's not top five? I don't think so. I say when healthy. Uh, I mean, even so, I mean, I think he's really, really Come good. Come on, he made Blake Bortles good. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say he's definitely top ten, but I, w- I probably wouldn't put him in the top five. Regardless, I think one of the few workhorse every down backs in the NFL. But that's it. But once again, you have to say when healthy with him. I mean, it, it it's not for nothing. Leonard Fournette does have an injury history, and it's pretty rough. But he's also been ridden horribly down well, in Jacksonville. Here's the other thing. I think it's really fascinating. Because he had all of these issues with management, with Tom Coughlin. There was that huge thing with the Jaguars needing a total change, you know, uh, of of culture. Yeah, getting rid of Tom Coughlin. You kind of think, okay, Leonard Fournette's going to be cool with them now. Yeah. Doug Marone comes in. That's going to be a... that you know, this is a guy you can build your team around. He's only three years into the league. Mm -hmm. He's a top 10 pick Mm -hmm. he's you know even if you're we're debating about where he falls in the top echelon of backs he's in the top echelon of backs true you know i'm shocked to see it but that kind of brings us to our other thing you know they they got rid of calais campbell uh they just traded um yannick ngakwe away to the minnesota vikings yeah and uh, he took a six million pay cut to make that deal happen well i think that just shows how much he wanted to get out of there and, and maybe how much that culture hasn't really uh turned I mean, around or has it even gotten worse is it is it more of a dumpster fire than we've thought or is it a tank job well that might be it, but even then, if they're a tank job, and maybe because of his numbers and stuff, but I'd still be happy taking that franchise tag money instead of taking the $6 million pay cut to go to a competitor. I mean, maybe the comp- the, the you know the, the competitive fire in him mm-hmm. just couldn't deal with it, but regardless of his personal motivation for that pay cut and, and for getting out of there, he's been yelling and wanting to get out of there for f- over a year now. Yeah, no, it's um, been The Jags tanking, I think, is a bigger question. And, I mean, they're in a competitive division, but a, co- a division that I didn't think there's a definitive front runner in. I mean, I think the Texans got worse. I think the Colts are going to be a question mark with, with Phillip Rivers. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know... If that division... I mean, you have the Tennessee Titans still. Yeah, but I don't even know how much better the Titans got. They went from they went Ryan from Tannehill. They went from having Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry as two of the best bargain players in the league to now having Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry as two people somewhat setting the market for their positions in contract values. And what talent did they add? I, I You can hope that they just mesh better. That Johnny Smith plays a little bit better, you know, now that he's the guy at tight end. Uh, that A.J. Brown and, oh, who's their other wide receiver? I'm drawing a blank. But, you know, that, that their wide receivers really step up this year. Solid defense. Mike Rabel's a defensive coach. Yep. They're, they're going to be a good defense no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but do I think that they're one of the top few teams in the league no do do i think that they well yeah they could easily win that division when the jaguars are selling off players left and right i mean 
I think Gardner Minshew was really entertaining to watch last year. I think maybe with a whole year of knowing he's the starter, with with Chark playing the way he did down there, mm-hmm. assuming they brought back Leonard Fournette again, this was all prior to his being released. Tyler Eifert was apparently healthy for the first time in a half a decade. Yeah. You know, not that I thought... Yeah, do, you, do I think they're a better team than the Titans at that point? No. But... I wouldn't say that the Titans would be definitively the best. I would have said literally any of those four teams could have won the division. Yeah, and I mean, any four teams still can. That's the beauty of the NFL season. It's true. Uh, on the personal, on the hometown front, I guess I should say, not the personal front. I'm not I'm not the Eagles, sadly. But no. uh, the Eagles have had a heck of a lot of injuries most notably they've been kind of riddled through their offensive line i mean starting left tackle andre dillard's now out for the season with was torn it torn bicep. biceps bicep injury we we're already and we were uh, already down brandon brooks yeah, our all pro guard this injury it's uh it's looking really rough and uh looks like jason peters is trying to shake down the team if he has to play left tackle he wants more money yeah which you know i think that's an interesting move uh i mean jason peters future hall of famer one of the best eagles of my lifetime mm-hmm. one of the best left tackles i've ever seen play yep the but, bodyguard but at age 38 after a couple of the last two seasons really being relatively injury filled and non-elite um i'm shocked that he's trying to kind of hold out like this i mean I understand you signed him to play guard. The average salary for a starting guard is lower than a starting left tackle. However, he's made so much money over the years. This has always been a team where you got offensive linemen shuffling around, you know, mm-hmm. whether it was when Lane Johnson had the PD suspension or when we were going through guards and tackles on a rotation with Big V there at left tackle or, you know, whatever. You always whatever had people yeah. you always had people shuffling around and it's a little surprising to see a guy who's so well respected, supposed to be a leader, a guy who's been beloved by this beloved team. by the team in the city and you imagine at this point at least very would, well taken care of by would, the owner. Would maybe be looking to have a, a future with the team in some capacity beyond his playing days. Yeah. I'm, it's surprising to see him play hardball like this, but he's one of the few people that can. You know, I feel like a lot of other guys try and pull this kind of thing, they'd be cut. Yeah. But, you know, Jason Peters kind of gets to march to his own drum. A, a little bit. We've seen it over the past couple seasons. All right, I'm going to ask you the question. The NFL season, will it happen? Uh, again, I'm going to give you the same not an answer that I've given you the last couple times, and that is... It's going to start. It's going to start, exactly. No guarantees as to how it finishes, but I will guarantee that at the very least, it will start. Yep, well, we're expecting a start from the NFL season. We'll see where that takes us. Uh, I just I don't know how they're going to make it happen. Yeah, uh, I think logistically it's going to be a nightmare. But you know, Major League Baseball has been uh, has been a good model. I mean, obviously this uh, you know maybe this is the week that we had uh, we had no outbreaks. You know yeah, what I mean? No news of anything. No news, nothing crazy. 
but uh you know it's it's a big deal um it's it's something that we're hoping uh you know hoping they can pull off that maybe as these other leagues have been kind of guinea pigs uh they've been they might provide best practice they might provide you know maybe a blueprint for the nfl to be able to hopefully do this right yeah try and figure out a way to facilitate having this season yeah so no small task well i think that about wraps it up here for us this week yeah uh that's all we got on the uh sports front on the podcast front do have a couple uh little housekeeping things here we wanted mm-hmm. to mention uh first of all the i'm, I'm not going to be uh not, i'm going to be shameless here we uh couple of couple of sh- uh, shout outs i want to give here a couple of uh couple of businesses i want to shout out in the philly area mm-hmm. uh you know during covid i've been really not wanting to go to restaurants but it's been one of the things i miss oh, i mean yeah. good food especially not having to cook it yourself yeah. getting to try out new things new recipes it's great uh but it's been one of the things that's been tough uh you know i've taken this virus seriously going and you know staying in a public space with strangers around you know it can it can be a little bit concerning Mm -hmm. well i've worked in the restaurants for 10 years and i've gotten to know some pretty fantastic cooks during that time and uh two guys actually totally separate ventures but i would i will swear by both of them uh have been started up they're two chefs incredibly gifted uh at home delivery uh, fresh prepared meals that they prepare in, in their kitchens. Uh, top tier ingredients. Let me guarantee you top tier taste. And deliver it right to your front door. Uh, first one, uh, they're both available on Instagram in the Philadelphia area. They post new menus daily, new specials daily. And uh, very affordable, great food, great portions. Uh, my boy Chris, our boy Chris, our friend of ours. We love him dearly. Chris, dear friend of the show. Dear friend of the show. Hashtag so, take Chris boogie boarding. Yeah, it's still it's still happening. It, we never yes. never forget. No. Uh operating the uh the Caddy Shack food delivery service, C A D D I underscore Shack on Instagram. Uh the food pictures here. Oh my god, I'm getting hungry just looking at them. Hit them up, get the food, it's worth it. You won't regret it. And then the other one, my boy Kareem. Started up Reamsway food delivery service. So good. Oh my gosh. The red velvet chicken and waffles. Uh, red velvet waffles with, with fried chicken. Oh my gosh. It is unbelievable. Great food. Great quality. Comes in time. You will not regret it. And you could find that at Reamsway79. Again, that's on Instagram. R E E M S underscore W A Y. 79 reamsway 79 both of these guys are great check them out get their food support small business and it's a way to get that restaurant quality right to your door oh excellent man uh and as always we're reachable at uh b-o-t-t podcast on both twitter and instagram we love hearing from you guys we love hearing when you reach out and uh yeah, that about wraps it up here for us. Yeah, guys, thanks for listening uh, on Apple Podcast, on Spotify. On Hit us Google up on Podcast. social media. 
give us your feedback, send us your questions, and uh, thanks for the support. We yeah. love you guys. Thank thanks you for guys. tuning in. Everybody, go vote. Black Lives Matter.